that too if a person gets to that point. And eventually every person is headed towards the akhirat. And now once that moment comes, that the time to leave this temporary dunya has already come upon a person, then all these things will just fade into total insignificance. It won't matter whether somebody was now becoming a professional, or somebody was becoming a farmer, or somebody was shining shoes, or somebody was cutting grass. All these things will now mean nothing. Yes, there will be a very great difference between that person who, no matter what he was doing, whether he was cutting grass, whether he was treating patients, if he did it in a way that earned Allah Ta'ala's pleasure, then even the person cutting grass too will be successful, and the person treating patients will also be successful. And if that was not done in that manner, then whoever it is who lived his life in order for just the leisure and pleasure of dunya, so as a result, the laws of Allah Ta'ala were now put behind him and the concern to try and get closer to Allah Ta'ala was not there. So as a result, no matter what a person was doing in life, whether he was now the king, whether he was a subject, whether he was the greatest industrialist or the highest paid professional or whoever it might have been, all that now will mean nothing, totally nothing. So in order to keep reminding us that this is a very temporary abode. Whatever a person has to do in order to earn his halal rizq, he'll do that. In order to have whatever the necessities of life are, he'll do those things. But that will not become his object of life. And the leisures and pleasures of dunya will not become his passion and his obsession. His focus, his aspiration, his goal, his greatest motivation, everything will be akhirat and gaining the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Gaining the muhabbat and the love of Allah Ta'ala beyond everything else. If he dreams, these will be his dreams. He'll do his work, but he'll dream to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. He will put his effort into whatever his profession is, his job is, in seeing to his business, but that work will be for the sake of earning a rizq and not for the sake of just occupying himself to keep himself now occupied well we got to do something now no not got to do something we have to do something to get closer to Allah Ta'ala this is to the extent of that necessity but his objective is to get closer to Allah Ta'ala to earn Allah Ta'ala's pleasure Akbar. the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala is the ultimate to get close to Allah Ta'ala is the ultimate. So if somebody lived his life as a pauper, but he earned Allah Ta'ala's pleasure, and somebody lived as a king, and he earned Allah Ta'ala's pleasure, both mashallah are successful. And otherwise neither is successful. So Allah Ta'ala keeps reminding us in the Quran Sharif, in the Ahadith, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam keeps highlighting to us, أَكْثِرُوا ذِكْرَ هَازِمِ اللَّذَّاتِ الْمَوْتِ Remember that which will serve all pleasures. That remember it excessively. Aksiro. Why? Because if this is not in front of a person, then all those precious moments 
that could have earned him that goal, that higher stages of akhirat, that closeness to Allah wa ta'ala, that many of those precious moments would be wild away in futile things, Allah forbid haram, in things that will take a person far away from Allah ta'ala. And there won't be any time to do that which will bring a person closer to Allah ta'ala. Everything to do with deen will become just, by the way, compromised in a rush. If it happens, it happens. It doesn't happen, doesn't happen. And everything to do with leisure and pleasure, everything to do with whatever else goes with the material world, that will happen with precision. That will happen with prior planning. That will happen in a way that I must not get delayed. If the person has to go on some leisure trip, then that leisure trip will be well planned. That leisure trip will be, everything will must be, he must be ready before time. And the trip to the house of Allah Ta'ala, the trip to answer the call of the Muazzin, that will be, if it happens, it happens, otherwise we'll see some other time, we'll make it later. So that will become the whole situation of a person's life. If this death is not in front, if this reality of akhirat is not all the time brought to mind and heart, then life will just pass, Allah forbid it suddenly stops, stops in dunya, but continues in akhirat. So Allah in the Quran Sharif, in one of the ayat which was recited, Allah Ta'ala brings the same reality back to us, to embed it in our hearts. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu attaqullah, wal tanzur nafsum ma qaddamat lighad. Wattaqullah, inna Allah khabirun bima ta'amaloon. In this one ayat, twice Allah Ta'ala says, ittaqullah. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu attaqullah, O oh, you who believe, fear Allah Ta'ala. Al-wantanzur nafsum ma qaddamat lighad. And let everyone consider what has he sent up for tomorrow. Allah Ta'ala uses the word lighad, tomorrow. A person, if he's sitting today and he has a lot of things to do for tomorrow, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow is uh, on the doorstep already. Tomorrow is already here. If tomorrow he's leaving for some overseas trip, so now he's not very relaxed today, because tomorrow he's already here. If he's leaving one month's time, okay, he's got some time still. He's leaving one week's time also, that one week's time also he's got some time. But if it's tomorrow, now he's checking and double checking, everything is in order, everything is sorted, and if now tonight somebody wants to come and take him on a, some, going and having a nice time somewhere, and have some, some just passing time, he says, no, no, I'm leaving tomorrow. I've got a big journey tomorrow. Tonight I can't come anywhere. Tonight I've got to be now just sorting my things out. So Allah Ta'ala is giving us that same sense that ghad, that akhirat, is like tomorrow. And let alone tomorrow is nearer than tomorrow. So, waltanzur nafsum ma qaddamad ghad. Everyone should consider what as he, has he said forward for tomorrow. That tomorrow of the hereafter. That hereafter is as close as tomorrow. Because nobody knows when his time is up. And he might not wake up tomorrow. He might not get home alive. Allah knows best. Allah Ta'ala keep us with afiyat. And keep us with iman. Take us with iman. But that moment 
That moment is coming. In every person's life, that moment is coming. So now, what has he sent forward? وَالْتَنْزُ نَفْسٌ مَا قَدَّمَتْ لِغَدْ And then again Allah Ta'ala says, وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ فِي اللَّهِ So now the first, اِتَّقُوا اللَّهِ O you who believe, fear Allah Ta'ala, بِإِمْتِثَالِ أَوَامِرِهِ Fear Allah Ta'ala, by fulfilling His commands. Now this is something being sent ahead for tomorrow, for akhirat. All the commands, the faraiz, the wajibat, the sunnat muakkada and then deen doesn't stop there. Deen doesn't finish off on that. There's so much more to it. Because this is not just that we now getting done with something. It's to present the best that we can. So now the person is trying to perform some nawafil. He's making some tasbihat and zikr and tilawat daily. He's doing other righteous actions. He's trying to maximize what good he can send forward for tomorrow. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, Ittaqullah, fi Allah. By doing what Allah Ta'ala has commanded. And send this ahead for you for tomorrow. And again, Ittaqullah. Again, Allah Ta'ala is saying, and fi Allah Ta'ala. By refraining from everything Allah has forbidden you from. Because if that goes ahead for tomorrow, that can become very problematic. If that line goes ahead for tomorrow, Allah forbid what it will what consequences it will bring. If that casting of those lustful glances is sent ahead for tomorrow, it might just capsize everything. If that backbiting and listening to evil talk and causing pain and difficulty to others and being obsessed with all kinds of futility, if all this is sent ahead for tomorrow, this is going to create a big problem. Allah is saying, beware, see what you're sending for tomorrow. Now in this, وَالْتَنْزُرْ نَفْسٌ مَا قَدَّمَتْ لِغَدْ وَالْتَنْزُرْ But think, consider, this is this muraqaba and muhasaba. That a person should be taking account of himself. Allah is saying, see what you've sent ahead. Think about it, consider it. When a person has some business, now he's all the time taking stock and he's taking account of things and he's seeing what's coming and what's going and where are we sitting but our amal what have I sent ahead for tomorrow have I only sent all my leisures and pleasures and only sent all whatever that's not going to go ahead that's going to become a problem so Allah is giving us this reality bringing this in front of us that look this tomorrow is very very near prepare for it وَالْتَنْزُرْ نَفْسٌ مَا قَدَّمَتْ لِغَدْ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ خَبِيرٌ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ Allah Ta'ala is all aware of what you do. Insan, this is Allah Ta'ala's grace. Allah Ta'ala's grace, this is His grace that He is so forgiving, so merciful, and so compassionate and kind upon His servants, that they go on and on disobeying Allah Ta'ala being ungrateful to him and being indifferent to the commands of Allah Ta'ala but Allah Ta'ala gives ample respite Allah Ta'ala covers a person's faults now Allah Ta'ala is saying Allah knows what you are doing Allah knows everything that we have done Allah Ta'ala knows where our eyes have looked but Allah Ta'ala's grace is Allah Ta'ala covers all this we are sitting in a group of people, nobody 
knows what we've done. We can't see what somebody else has done. We don't know somebody else has performed his salah or not. He performed it, didn't perform it. He doesn't know whether we performed it or not also. Allah has covered our faults. And to the extent that when we might look at somebody, there might be some thought that this person, I don't think he's performed his salah. Or I think this person is involved in this wrong. But that too Allah Ta'ala has through Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam put the brakes on that. that. Look, you must have proof for something you're saying or thinking or making some judgment about somebody. If you don't have any proof for it, then that too becomes ill thoughts. Inna ba'da zanni ism. That too become a sin. If you don't have evidence for it, you can't make that judgment. You must say, Astaghfirullah. How can I ever think like this about somebody? I will have to take the possibility of the positive end of things. Otherwise I'll become sinful. This is the grace Allah Ta'ala has shown to his servants. So much of respite. In one lengthy hadith, hadith Qudsi, Allah Ta'ala addresses his servants and says, Ya Ibadi, O my servants, O my servants, Ya Ibadi, Kullukum dalun illa man hadaytuhu. فَاسْتَهْدُونِي أَهْدِكُمْ Every one of you is astray except the one whom I guide. So seek my guidance. I will guide you. Ya ibadi There's various things mentioned in this lengthy hadith sharif. كُلُّكُمْ جَاعِعٌ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتْعَمْتُهُ فَاسْتَطْعِمُونِي أُطْعِمُكُمْ Every one of you is hungry meaning there cannot be one morsel he can acquire from anywhere. <coughs> I'm the only one who grants that risk. If you think you're doing it, then Allah Ta'ala sometimes shows it how things can just turn in one moment. Allah Ta'ala says, You turn to me, ask me for that risk, I will grant it to you. Every one of you is without any clothing. If he thinks he's got his own, it's his own achievement and ability, whatever, Allah forbid. Things can turn in a moment, a person doesn't even have the clothing on his body left. Allah says, you ask me for it, I will grant you. And then as the various things are mentioned in this manner, then Allah further says that you continue sinning day and night. تُخْتِئُونَ بِاللَّيْلِ وَالنَّهَارِ وَأَنَا أَغْفِرُ الظُّنُوبِ وَأَنَا أَغْفِرُ الظُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا فَاسْتَغْفِرُونِي أَغْفِرُكُمْ you continue sinning day and night. Allah is saying, you continue sinning day and night. In other words, what is the level of your ingratitude? Take one one limb. Take the limb of the tongue. How many sins has the tongue been engaged in? From one, in just one day, sometimes one hour. How many things that it has uttered which are sinful? How many times it lied? It's made a rebirth. It's spoken something which is displeasing to Allah Taala. whatever all the various sins of the tongue. Then take the eyes, how many times that eye, and every moment the tongue is in the na'mat of Allah Ta'ala. Because one moment Allah Ta'ala removes that na'mat, the tongue will be totally unable to, the person can't speak, he can't swallow any food, he can't, his tongue just alone, take the tongue out of the equation, his life will become almost impossible to continue with. Forget the tongue. Just take the saliva out of the equation. The tongue 
Forget the tongue, take the saliva only out of the equation. That if without that saliva, he can't even eat his food properly. He is like every moment now in a state of extreme thirst. Mouth is completely dry. One person due to some illness, the saliva dried up. So to constantly walk around with a spray bottle, every now and again spraying inside his mouth. Can you imagine? Let alone the tongue, even that saliva. One person repeatedly had to undergo some dental treatment. Why? See, no, the saliva dried up. As a result, the decay sets in extremely fast. Because the saliva has all the natural antibodies and antibiotics, Allah knows best, what not. And the antiseptics and everything is in it. And because it's constantly in the mouth, it kills all the, so many of the germs. Now that the saliva has dried up, the slightest opportunity and the decay sets in. Subhanallah. Just one aspect from this whole insan, and he can't do without it for a few moments. If a person just takes one one lump in that manner and thinks about it, and then the reality of this will dawn, take that heart and what not has gone into that heart, how much pride is that heart harboring, how much of jealousy, how much of malice, how much of ego is in that heart, how much of the love of dunya is in it, and that is the king of it all, the king of this insan, and that heart is soiled with all this constantly 24-7. Allah is saying, you keep sinning day and night, and I forgive all sins. Seek my forgiveness, I'll forgive you. So despite all this, Allah has covered that false of insan. Allah has given despite, my servant will come back to me. But then, Allah has a system also. Allah gives ample time, ample respite. Person now, has what we give somebody one chance, two chances, somebody is very, very compassionate, very generous, very kind hearted. So somebody has now defied him five times, ten times. So he'll still overlook it ten times, twenty times. But after twenty times, after twenty times, twenty five times, I say, now enough, more than enough. Now this person don't see his face anymore. That twenty five times became more than enough, that too for a person who has a very high level of compassion and kindness and overlooking and he managed to take it to 25 times. Allah forbid sometimes in under one hour we've disobeyed Allah 250 times. Because each fraction, each millisecond of a wrong glance, each one is a sin in itself. It's not that a person looked at some haram for 10 minutes, so there's one sin. Every millisecond is a sin. So now in one minute also you got 60 sins. It's 60 times how many more? Every millisecond. So now in one hour Allah forbid not 50 times and not 250 times, sometimes 2,500 times maybe. And Allah is overlooking, Allah is forgiving, Allah is giving respite. But then the time comes when a person has now, he's ran his rope. Allah further than warns, وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ نَسُوا اللَّهِ فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنفُسَهُمْ أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْفَاسِقُونَ Don't become like those who وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ نَسُوا اللَّهِ 
that they forgot Allah Ta'ala. They forgot Allah Ta'ala is their creator, Allah Ta'ala is their provider, Allah Ta'ala is sustaining them, nourishing them. Everything is happening with His grace and His mercy. Everything has been provided for by Allah Ta'ala. That which a person, that energy that he is using, Allah forbid to sin. But that energy was Allah Ta'ala's gift. That strength came as a bounty from Allah Ta'ala's side. If the person didn't have that energy, how is he going to sin? Allah Ta'ala gave that energy to use it in righteousness. Now he channeled that energy into haram. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ نَسُوا اللَّهِ Don't become like those who forgot Allah Ta'ala. Now the person forgot Allah Ta'ala first thing in the morning, Fajr Salah. Allah Ta'ala's call is being given by the Muslim, Hayya ala salah, Hayya ala al-falah. No, I'm very tired now, I'm sleeping. So right from the beginning of the day, person forgot Allah Ta'ala. Then the day starts, now he's getting ready for his work, business, whatever. And without remembering Allah Ta'ala, without any concern that I should now first sort out my deen, then dunya. Then now during the day, during the course of the day, how many times, how many things, the guarding of the gaze, the guarding of the tongue, guarding of the ears, the heart and mind, and then how a person is conducting his work, his transactions, his business, in all this now, one after the other, forgetting Allah Ta'ala and everything. So Allah Ta'ala says, and this carries on, now the time of Zuhar came, forgot Allah Ta'ala, Zuhar time too, then Asar time too, now it's all over pleasure and leisure time. So now we forgot Allah Ta'ala again and forgot the rights Allah Ta'ala has placed upon us for His servants, for that also. Allah Ta'ala says, What became the end result of it? Allah Ta'ala made them forget themselves. They forgot Allah Ta'ala. The reaction was they forgot themselves. How can a person forget himself? A person forgetting himself, meaning he forgot where his benefit lies. And he went headlong into his harm. He forgot that the day of Qiyamah is coming. And how must he attain that everlasting bounties of Jannah? He went headlong into sin. He wiled his time away in all futilities. He forgot himself that how should I really make my life in dunya worthwhile, make it valuable. So now he started doing things which are just completely futile and of no benefit to him in dunya and akhirat. And while the way he signed, suddenly Malakul Maud came away. Malakul Maud got no distinction about death, about age and health. The young are gone sometimes and the elderly are still around. The fit person is gone and the sickly person is still around. How many times this happens? Many a person, the doctor gave him just limited time, said you are maximum, seem like you got a month. That bichara lived, mashallah, carried on living for many more years after that, that doctor was gone before him. How often this has happened? So, death has got no distinction in this. When the time is up, malakul moth is there. And that's not based on anybody's health or age, etc. Whose time is up, they're gone. So Allah Ta'ala is giving us this message. They don't become like those who forgot Allah Ta'ala. As a result, they forgot themselves. Now when a person forgets himself, 
Then he forgets that he, what is his benefit in dunya also? And he forgets his akhirat as well. Uh, he forgot himself. For example, he forgot, he forgot I'm a husband. I'm a husband. Obviously now he's already forgotten Allah Ta'ala. So he forgot I'm Allah Ta'ala's servant. I should be obedient to Allah Ta'ala. I should be spending my time in a way that Allah Ta'ala is pleased with me. That he already forgot. But now as a result of that, he even forgot I'm a husband for example. I'm a husband, I'm supposed to at least have that much of shame. That Allah Ta'ala has now blessed me with a spouse. I should have that much of now consciousness. Now despite that, he is now flirting around and going about conducting himself in a totally un- inappropriate manner. As a result, what happened? He forgot himself. He lost his marriage too. He is now chatting around here and there. And he's saying, no, no, I'm giving dini advice. That all the dini advice, he only found some non-mahrams to give it to. All the tricks and traps of shaitan. Now he forgot himself. He forgot himself now, he forgot now. So as a result, he, he forgot I'm a father, I have children. How am I conducting myself? My children will start hating me. He forgot. He forgot Allah Ta'ala already. Forgot Akhirat and Qiyamah. But the effect of that is, he starts forgetting him all, his own self in dunya too. And as a result, the repercussions that already start in dunya, start making his life a misery right here in dunya already. And he starts just chasing something that's elusive. Insan, everything around insan, is about dispelling his concerns, his pain, dispelling his worries and grief, that's, it's all about that. If a person is going to eat something, it's because he wants to dispel the grief of the pangs of hunger. He doesn't want to feel hungry, because if now he feels hungry, it's going to be painful. So now how to dispel that pain? So now he eats, or if he doesn't eat, he's going to become weak, he's going to become sick. Now that's going to be very painful, that's going to be very, very, something very difficult. So how to dispel that difficulty? If a person is going to work because he needs to earn some money, he's having a business, he needs to earn something, why? Because if he doesn't earn anything, then there's going to be very difficult conditions, financially he's going to be in a very difficult situation, and that's going to become very painful, that's going to become a source of grief, so to dispel that. So now he's working, and he's working very hard, so he can push that grief even further away that pain even further away. Pain mustn't come anywhere close to him. A person is eating something even more nutritious so that he must have better health. Because if that health is improved, then that pain of sickness will be even further away. The pain of weakness will be even further away. A person getting married, so now why he's getting married? Because if he's going to be lonely, he doesn't have anyone to share his life with, then that's going to be a very, very miserable situation so now he needs to now have some companionship because insan Allah Ta'ala has created this in the fitrat of insan has created this in the very nature of insan that he needs companionship so Allah Ta'ala has made that halal avenue of nikah so now because this misery of this loneliness he needs to now dispel that so now he enters into nikah and now after nikah he is aspiring for children 
Because without the children, the children being in the equation, there's still some gap. So now he is, that, that gap must be dispelled. And anything we think about, it all sums up into the same thing. That this is insan's whole effort is all surrounded around this, all revolving around this matter of how to dispel that pain and dispel that anxiety and dispel that grief and dispel all these things. That's whole life centered around that. But the issue at hand is, that if he goes about trying to dispel these things, dispel this grief of hunger, this pain of hunger, this pain of thirst, this pain of sickness, this pain of loneliness, this pain of all the other things and the grief of all the anxiety and all the other things, if he goes about trying to dispel it in a manner and in a way that earns the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, then Allah Ta'ala will dispel it for him. Allah Ta'ala has made that compulsory for him. Talabu kasbil halali That to earn a halal living is an obligatory aspect in life, in deen, after the other faraiz. So if he goes about it in a way that earns the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, then Allah Ta'ala will take this away from him. This is what he is trying to achieve, to dispel that grief, dispel that anxiety, dispel that loneliness, dispel all these things, Allah Ta'ala will make it happen. But now he's trying to dispel it in a way that displeases Allah Ta'ala. And he will chase everything and he'll have everything, he'll get everything and he'll dispel nothing. He'll chase after all those leisures and pleasures because he doesn't want to feel that uh, something, that emptiness inside him. He wants to fill that emptiness with something. He wants to dispel that emptiness. Is a void. Now he's trying to dispel that void. So now to dispel that void, that emptiness, so now he's doing this and that, and this hobby and that obsession and that passion. But if he's doing what is going to happen in the manner of incurring the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala, he'll have all those comforts and luxuries. And he'll have what nobody else has. And he'll still be as empty as ever and even more empty inside. Because if he's going to chase something in a manner that displeases Allah Ta'ala, so Allah Ta'ala is the control of that heart. And Allah Ta'ala is the control of that pain and pleasure. And Allah Ta'ala is the being that dispels that anxiety and grief. Allah Ta'ala is the one who says, فَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ That those who are obedient to Allah Ta'ala, there's no fear upon them, there's no grief for them. So now the primary thing is to earn Allah Ta'ala's pleasure. The primary thing is to serve Allah Ta'ala. Then even if a person is fulfilling whatever his needs of life are, but primarily serving Allah Ta'ala. So now he's concerned, I must do it correctly. I must do it in a way Allah Ta'ala has made permissible. I must not cross the lines, not cross the boundaries of halal and haram. Not compromise my deen for dunya. Not compromise getting closer to Allah Ta'ala for the leisures and pleasures of life then Allah Ta'ala will make this life of dunya also a pleasure for him. And the real place is akhirat. Dunya is a very, very small place, very temporary. So Allah Ta'ala is highlighting this, that remember Allah Ta'ala, in reality you will be remembering your own good. And if you forget Allah Ta'ala, you'll forget yourself, you'll forget what's good for you. وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ نَسُوا اللَّهِ فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنْفُسَهُمْ 
Now you start walking from there and you walk towards your grave. On the way, whatever you have to do, you'll eat, drink, you'll do whatever you want to do. But this is a line now. You walk and that's your grave. He knows now where the grave is. And it's maybe 10,000 steps to the grave, or maybe 100,000 steps to the grave. But you'll be walking and you'll, whatever you'll stop and do, but you're walking to your grave. Every day you're going to walk. So now, mashallah, the person is walking and then after some time he stops and he says, now I'm celebrating now. I'm so many years old. And he knows where is his grave and he's walking every step to the grave and he's going to stop to celebrate now, I'm five years old and ten years old. He's, every step is going to be increasing his concern because he already saw where he's heading to. Now he's walking on that line towards the grave and he knows now that, that it's ticking now, so many steps gone, so many steps left. Now there's some amusements on the side and so on. He says, now just come and enjoy yourself now. By whether I'm walking or not, I'm being moved to that in that direction. Whether I take the step or not, I'm already moving. This is that ground is moving. I got no time for all these amusements now, for all these futilities. Because Allah knows best. Well, suddenly I'm going to, and in that next moment I might just fall into it. I have no idea in the darkness when I'm going to fall into it. Then a person will, the whole scene will change. The reality is still the same. Just that we don't know when it is. But that exactly is the reality. We are all walking, heading towards our grave. Which piece of earth a person will be buried in is already decreed. It's already earmarked. Which piece of land is going to pass on that has already been fixed by Allah Ta'ala. He doesn't know. Now we are all heading to that. That piece of earth where we are going to meet our last, where we are going to breathe that last breath, that point is fixed. In the tafsir of this ayat, there is one incident mentioned that one person, Malakul Maut was informed that this person's soul must be taken at a certain point. And this is the time. And now the time was ticking. And it was barely a very short while before that time would come. And this person is sitting far away from that spot. Malakum Mawti is now completely astounded that I have been instructed to take this person, for example, I must take this person's soul in Makkah Sharif and he's sitting here in Durban and it's a short time left. Now, this was the time of the Sallallahu so in any case, Malakul Maud came in the presence of that person, but in maybe Lano's best, some human form or whatever, this person suddenly felt very uneasy. He felt very uneasy in the presence of this stranger. So Sriman Salaam was there, he said to him, you know what, I'm just feeling very uneasy. He had this Ghuduwaha Shahru Warawahuwa Shahar. His that throne Allah Ta'ala blessed him with, in one morning it would travel the distance of one month. He said, please take me away to another place. So he put him onto the throne and in 
moments took him far away to some other point spot. That was the spot where Malakul Moth was told to take his ruh. He reached there and Malakul Moth was there to take his ruh. So now that spot is already earmarked for us. We are walking directly to that spot. It's just that now that route might be taking a few bends and turns, but that's where we're heading. Now if we knew that that's the spot and we're moving in that direction, what amount of time we'll have for all the amusements and all the play and whatever else. One is what Allah Ta'ala has made permissible within the limits of deen, within the limits of sharia, alhamdulillah. Allah Ta'ala has given us ample leeway in terms of the halal ni'mas and bounties. But life is more than just play and amusement. Life, Allah Ta'ala has given us these very precious moments. Dunya mazra'atul akhira. This dunya is the planting field of the hereafter. What we plant here is what we will reap after. So Allah Ta'ala is giving us this message. وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ نَسُوا اللَّهِ فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنفُسَهُمْ أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْفَاسِقُونَ لَا يَسْتَوِي أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ وَأَصْحَابُ الْجَنَّةِ أَصْحَابُ الْجَنَّةِ هُمُ الْفَائِزُونَ In the akhirat, Allah Ta'ala is saying there are people who are going to end up in Jahannam and there are people going to end up in Jannat. Both are not same. How can they be same? People of Jannat are people of Jannat. And people of Jahannam, they are in another space already. They are totally in a high place in front of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. So these two cannot be the same. Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala is giving us this message that to not become unmindful of death. All the time keep conscious of death and keep conscious of the hereafter. This is what will make us be making our lives precious and valuable. And inshallah we will get the best of dunya and the best of akhirat as well. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه مبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم نائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله La ilaha illallah 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 
اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهله يا ربي صل وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا وأخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إصرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به وعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم أهتي نفوسنا تقواها اللهم أهتي نفوسنا تقواها اللهم أهتي نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم اهدنا لأحسن الأخلاق لا يهدي لأحسنها إلا أنت واصرف عنا سيئها لا يصرف عنا سيئها إلا أنت إله العالمين يا الله most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah إله العالمين يا الله forgive us يا الله يا الله forgive all of me and my innocent يا الله يا الله يا أرحم الراحمين يا الله يا غفار الظنوب يا الله يا ستار العيوب يا الله إله العالمين you love forgiving يا الله your forgiveness is for sinners ya allah ilahu alamin we are those sinners who are in need of your forgiveness ya allah ilahu alamin forgive all our major and minor sins ya allah forgive our families ya allah forgive our friends and relatives ya allah forgive the entire ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahu alamin shawa ya maghfirat on the ummah ya allah shawa ya rahmat on the ummah ya allah allah save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan ya allah save us from all the temptations and evils ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah grant us istiqamah on deen ya allah enable us to perform our five times salah with jamaah ya allah grant us khushu and khudu in our salah ya allah grant us the tawfiq of reciting the quran sharif daily ya allah enable us to make your zikr at all times ya allah let us be forever remembering you ya allah save us from forgetting you ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah ya allah we will only destroy our own selves ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah keep us in your remembrance at all times ya allah Ilahu al-alamin, make us your grateful servants, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, your countless blessings and bounties are showering upon us at every moment, Ya Allah. We have been so ungrateful, Ya Allah. Despite all your ni'mas, Ya Allah, we have forgotten you, Ya Allah. We have turned our backs on your commands, Ya Allah. We have turned our back on the Mubarak Sunnah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We have forgotten Deen, Ya Allah. We have forgotten the service of Deen, Ya Allah. We have ya Allah, engrossed ourselves in all kinds of evils and vices, Ya Allah. In all kinds of futile things, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin. Allah, save us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, engage our time in those things that are pleasing to you, Ya Allah. In those things that will bring us closer to you, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, make our greatest aspiration to come close to you, Ya Allah. That our greatest aspiration is to become yours, Ya Allah. That you become ours, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, all those who are sick of them, shifai, kamila, ajila, mustamira, daima. 
Allah remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Those are in financial difficulties, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Those are in debts, make their debts get paid with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Grant halal and tayyib risk in abundance with barakat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those are in any kind of anxiety, grief, worry, depression. Ilahul Alameen, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Fill the hearts with sukoon and itminan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who have passed away, make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Raise their stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Allah Malakul Moti is waiting for our time, Muslim, Ya Allah. Allah, we have no idea when that moment will come, Ya Allah. At which point on earth it will come, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, we are in such ghaflat, Ya Allah. We are so unmindful, Ya Allah. We are so heedless, Ya Allah. We are carrying on like we still have another hundred years to live at least, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we don't have any guarantee for the next hundred seconds also, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us this istihazar and this consciousness of death, Ya Allah. That death could come at any time, Ya Allah. Keep us in this preparedness for death, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, enable us to engage our moments in such a manner that if Malakul Maud comes, Ya Allah, then we are engaged in your obedience, Ya Allah. We are engaged in your remembrance, Ya Allah. That you are engaged in a way that, Ya Allah, we are happy to meet you, Ya Allah. And you are happy to meet us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, make our qabr gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Allah grant us the shafat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah give us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you make us yours, Ya Allah. Allah, you become ours, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all the efforts of deen taking place, make it a means of hidayat, Ya Allah. Accept it for your pleasure, Ya Allah. Allah, forgive the shortcomings and weaknesses, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, protect all the masadid, madaris, makatib. Protect all the organizations of deen, Ya Allah. All the efforts of deen that are according to your pleasure, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All those who have raised their hands to this dua. Ilahul Alameen, you are the know of each one's heart, Ya Allah. You know the cry of each one's heart, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, fulfill each one's eyes needs from the ghaib, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Grant the best of dunya and akhirah to each one, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All the good that Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, begged for. Ya Allah, bless us as well, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, whatever Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sought refuge from, Allah, you protect us also, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka bin hunabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين الحمد لله